0: Really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelylea.com or at thelovelylea on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hey everyone, it's good to be with you another week. Um, First of all, let me say I am so surprised that so many of you guys reached out about last week's episode and said it was so relatable and it really helped you out, I'm, um, I'm, I'm honored and humbled and thankful um, that I <laughs> stepped out on the ledge again, kind of, um, to talk about something that I'm still working through. So it's been so great to see how many of you have stepped forward and said that that was something that you really needed to hear. So thank you for that encouragement and thank you for letting me be a part of your life in that way and letting me know that that was actually really good for you Um, because I was so hesitant about about doing it and so this week has been really interesting I found that like the last the last few weeks last few months even I've been feeling super grounded and being super grounded is great because usually I'm all in my head and stuff like that but I was kind of like, man, I I miss like the uber spiritual stuff that used to happen all the time where I was, you know, confronting spirits and things like that. I haven't had any experiences like that recently besides the normal channeling, um, which is kind of funny because some people would be like, that's kind of out there. Um, So I've been kind of trying to talk to my ancestors and, um, you know, (laughs) grandparents and stuff like Hey, you guys want to show up and and talk to me or whatever? And I haven't really had as much contact as I'd like. So then um, I'm laying in bed one day, and I um, what I what I do when I wake up in the middle of the night because homegirl is kicking me in my womb pretty hard. <laughs> um, I'll get up and I'll meditate or something, and I'll I'll pray. And so um, this this week, this morning, one of these mornings, um, I started just talking to my baby (laughs) um in my head you know kind of like if if she was a spirit responding to me and um I just said hey you know if you can hear me uh and I'm saying this internally I'm not saying it out loud um you know go ahead and let me know and then there was this like massive kick and I was like oh okay and I thought oh that's you know maybe that's a coincidence which like it's so dumb you guys know me like why would I think that was a coincidence but I continued and I said, okay, well, if it's really you, let me know now. And then it was probably one of the biggest kicks I've ever felt to the point where it kind of tickled and hurt at the same time. And I was like, holy shit, she's responding to me. And then I started thinking, you know what? I haven't been giving this experience as much credit from a spiritual perspective as it really is. Like this, this, and I, and I hate to talk predominantly around pregnancy for any of my shows. It's not going to turn into the baby show. Um, when I notice with some other people or whatever, that's kind of where their life tends to go. And then you hear about that all the time. And that's not necessarily the life stage everybody else is in, which is fine. Um, but I was like this, you know, I, I didn't understand or realize how first grounding and human this experience is but how fucking magical it is also I've been in the complaining stage because I've been having some such a hard time with it with ER visits and um, you guys know I fell down the stairs and then there's been preeclampsia scares and then I just got diagnosed with gestational diabetes and I'm just like like one more thing on top of everything else and it's it's been really really hard it's been tough but it's also been this like insane miracle. And I haven't been, I I just haven't been like observing it as much as I should. And I think that that's a big part of sometimes that when I, when I said earlier, and sometimes for you guys too, is that like when we feel like we're missing out on these spiritual experiences and that we're not having, you know, the, the kind of response of like my intuition isn't working that well, or, um, you know, I'm not seeing as many ghosts or, you know, like not, I mean, if you want to see ghosts, um, But, like, to put ourselves in the observer position, because I think sometimes we're wanting these, like, giant, you know, big, ta da kind of experiences all the time. And we want it to be shown to us over and over again. But I think a lot of that spiritual magic shit happens in the really small stuff. And, you know, I go to my appointments every week and I'm like, man, my body's just growing this thing. Like, she's got She's got legs. (laughs) a brain, a heart, um, you know, and, and somehow it just, it's just rolling up in there. I'm not really doing much, but that's, that is fucking weird. (laughs) That's super spiritual, like weird shit. Our DNA and what it does. I'm, I, I think I'm, I haven't put enough reverence to this process and thinking that I'm not experiencing as much spiritual stuff as I usually do while my, my body is doing it all. And I think I'm just been t- I've taken it for granted. I've been more focused on what I'm complaining about, um, what hurts, <laughs> um, you know how my body's changing in ways that this is not not my favorite. And st- instead of actually like really getting to see the 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 miracle of it all. So anyway, I hope that's not like like a brain dump that you know you're like Ugh, I don't want to hear about this, but. <laughs> And then also for those who um, are, you know, are having trouble getting pregnant and stuff like that, I hope that's not a trigger for you. Um, I hope that, that you know, you are in the process of manifesting everything that you want, because I know that for people who have observed what a heartbreaking process that is. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry, I'm so, I'm so on a tangent right now. <laughs> um, I just want to get this episode out to you guys because today has been a pretty crazy day, but today is my hundredth and 11th episode. Yeah. My favorite number. And so what I would love, we're trying to get to a million downloads, a million. Okay. So we're at about, um, I think 850,000 almost. So, um, it would be awesome if we could get there in the next month and a half. So if you love this show, if you love this show, um, and you want to keep seeing that free content come out, It's still gonna come out. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, I encourage you to post it on your stories, um, and post your favorite episode. Um, Send it to people you think would be great. Go into Facebook groups, and you know, people if they're like, "What's your favorite podcast?" Um, Just like blast it. And this sounds like a a really, really interesting ask, (laughs) but. I just think that there's there's some milestone that I've been looking forward to for a long time, and I'm for some reason having my head. I want to I want to hit that milestone before the baby comes, and that may be unrealistic. But let's see the power of this audience. I want to see the power of this audience and see how much uh, we can do. Besides that, I hope that you know. Besides the just the accolade of having that many downloads. I really hope that this podcast is helping you in your life. I love hearing from you guys. Just so you know, um, I'm getting all of your DMs. I'm reading all of your DMs. I just cannot respond to the sheer amount of them. So if you've sent me something, I've seen it. I've seen it personally. Um, I have someone who kind of goes through a little bit of them, whatever, but I I see them. I read them. I send you love. (laughs) Uh, I respond to Uh, as many of them as I can, but I mean, uh, I haven't been able to, especially lately. And so I hope that that doesn't bother you too much, that you're not getting a a direct response, but I am reading them and I love you. I love you so, so much. So anyway, we're going to get into this episode. I'm super stoked about this episode because this is one of those kind of more um, out there episodes, which I I really enjoy um, with Danielle Page. And she's just someone who um, has a wealth of knowledge and, and and works kind of in a different wheelhouse than I do, and so it's always cool to hear someone with different perspectives and um, new ideas or different ideas. And I think you guys will really really enjoy this one. It's a really really fun one. So let's get into the episode. Danielle Page is an international spiritual teacher, soul astrologer, host of Cosmic Body podcast, and the founder of Purposely Divine, the school for your soul and astrology mystery school. A self-taught astrologer who's been reading stars for lifetimes, she's continued her studies with some of the world's top astrologers. She then devoted herself to learning different types of healing to create her own style of spiritual medicine. By fusing astrology, energetic healing, and intuition, she's able to help her clients heal their wounds, clear their old patterns, and have them come back home to their heart. What makes her unique is their ability to be able to integrate her logic with her intuition. The dance between the physical and spiritual realms allow her to blend her astrological background with her intuitive abilities and her knowledge of universal patterns and rhythms to help you understand what's happening on an energetic level so you can live a happier, more fulfilled life. Danielle has given talks on mysticism and astrology at Scorpio Mykonos, Glossier headquarters in NYC, Soha House, The Assemblage, The Good Fest, and has traveled to over 32 countries bringing women together while leading retreats in Hawaii, Costa Rica, as well as three retreats on the Greek islands. Her work has been featured in Vogue, Netherlands, Twice, Goop, Astrology.com, London Standard, and so much more. Please welcome Danielle Page to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Alita Lovely. And today we have Danielle Page, who I'm so excited to interview, who's an astrologer, a podcaster. Uh, You have many talents, I've heard. (laughs) Say hey to everybody.
1: Thank you so much for having me here and connecting with you. And I love your work as well. So this is an honor. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: Um, you have quite the past <laughs> as far as I've gone into some research and stuff. And I'm excited about today's interview because at least like we can be really candid about things that most people are maybe uncomfortable with talking about. <laughs> um, but more than anything, I have an obsession with Egypt. And I was listening to a podcast of yours where you're talking about aliens and you were getting into this experience very briefly about Egypt. And I was so fascinated and I was like, I have to hear more about her situation or what she's experienced there um, with the supernatural, as well as just like what it felt like to be there. Um, Because a lot of people on the show and a lot of people who have spiritual pasts or other lives have talked about their connection to Egypt and how it's such a strong, really strong connection. Um, But before we get into that, can you tell our audience Um, A little bit more about yourself, um, your path, kind of your history and what got you on this way.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's it's so loaded. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to um, I'm so excited to talk about Egypt and I'm going to make this as brief as I can. Basically. When I was younger, I didn't grow up thinking, oh, I can't wait to be an astrologer, right? I can't wait to be a spiritual teacher because I didn't even know what words those meant, right? Mm-hmm. So I was actually an interior architect. I went to grad school for that. It was a four and a half year grad school program. I don't recommend that to people, <laughs> but as a true tourist, I was in it and I didn't know what else to do. So I'm like, well, let me just finish it because at least I have that going forward. But I kind of felt like, well, I don't know if this is my path, but I didn't know what else to do. So everything changed when I was, um, I turned 30. I was in Boston. I went to grad school in Boston. Then I was working at one of the top architecture firms that people would, you know, kill to be there. And to this day, you know, it's still one of the best architecture firms in the world. And that's beautiful. It just wasn't my path, right? Mm-hmm. The people there, lovely, great. I'm excited that they're still passionate about it, but it just wasn't my passion, but I had no idea what else to do. And so um, it was my turning, my 30th birthday and I was living with my boyfriend at the time. And we went to Paris um, all over France, but we were specifically in Paris on my 30th birthday. And he actually broke up with me on my 30th birthday in oh Paris to the point where I'm looking around I'm thinking people are getting engaged around us and you're mm. breaking up with me. So That was a shock, um, a huge shock. And I actually thought he was just going through a phase. I'm like, okay, we'll we'll get over it. Um, And then when we came back, I was in his place. So it was time for me to move out. And that's when I really had this epiphany of, okay, I think it's time for me to move back to California from where I'm from. You know, I didn't know at the time, but that was spirit impressing that in my head that I needed to go back to California. And mind you, I haven't lived with my parents since I was 18. I've always been independent. I kind of did my own thing. So me to go back at 30 years old, you know, when you're 30, it feels like the end of the road. Like you're just like, oh, my God. Right. So in hindsight, you know, I'm grateful that I had parents to go back to because I didn't really know what was going on. So I went back there thinking it was just going to be like a month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Until I get my stuff together. Long story short. Um, That was when the economy tanked. So that was around Mm -hmm. 2008-ish. There were no design jobs. It didn't matter. Architect, interior designer, interior architect. You know, that was a luxury during a recession. So everyone I knew in the field was fired, laid off. Everyone was starting to move back home with family. Okay. So there was that. I was crying over my breakup and I was really lost and confused. And here's the thing. I didn't go looking for this. I was just actually crying every day. I was just crying. And I'm like, this is not how I saw it you know, I have friends getting married. And again, you have to understand different consciousness than I am now. But the reality is I was just crying every day. I was so sad and overwhelmed. Well, I started waking up um, from dreams that were so intense that it would take me sometimes an hour to kind of shake it. And I'm like, oh, that was really just weird. Right. Mm-hmm. That was, it was like, you know, twilight zone kind of yeah. that was strange. And then I started having dreams that showed me stuff that happened during the day. And then, then I kind of took a step back and I'm like, whoa, something's going on here. Okay. And then I started to get a little freaked out only because I didn't understand anything about the quantum realm, the multidimensional aspects of ourselves, right? That was completely foreign to me. So I started realizing there's something. And then I started waking up in the middle of night and seeing spirits right in front of me with my eyes open, no drugs, nothing, opening my eyes and seeing spirits in front of me. Thought I was going crazy. Realized I'm not going crazy because I wouldn't have the hindsight. I wouldn't have the like the recognition that oh, I'm probably going crazy, right? You mm-hmm. just sort of lose your marbles if you do. So I realized, okay, wait, there's something going on here. And then what unfolded for that was several years, all through my 30s. And I'm not just talking a month, a year. We're talking. I mean, it was a good six years of boot camp of Danielle, the old Danielle dying. Um, the old beliefs that you know exist around us, breaking down and stepping into the new self. That's why when we see all this going on in the world right now, it's a huge ego death for everyone. Yeah. And But people that haven't gone through it before, they don't know what's going on, right? But a lot of people were like, okay, well, you just have to go through this. So mm-hmm. I went through that in my 30s and it was not easy, crying on the ground, begging the universe to make me normal, just make me an accountant. Can I just go be a bookkeeper? <laughs> like, Can I just go to a nine to five, right? And This was a journey, but through that process, then I found astrology, then I found my soul connection, then I found my gifts, then I found, um, you know, everything who I am. And I'm still learning to this day. You know, anyone that says that they know everything who they are and everything that's going on, that's a lie. We're learning every single day. My consciousness opens up more and more, right? And we learn something, but that's the long and the short (laughs) of my journey and how I got here. And then once I found and discovered this path, it was truth as i've never known before Mm -hmm. and nothing else mattered it didn't Mm -hmm. matter if anyone thought this was weird you know this was um, almost 13 years ago when i said i'm gonna do astrology people thought it was crazy and can't make money and here i am
0: Mm. yeah i love that uh same here i mean as far as like doing the show card readings and things like that my my, i grew up super religious so uh, my family's not super on board with what it is that i'm doing but it took a while to kind of come out of the closet about all the spiritual stuff that I feel. And I have similar uh, uh, similar past as you, as far as that goes, because I have the waking up of the dreams and people standing in front of me and over my bed and the whole thing. Um, very familiar with that. Um, started at a very, very young age, and then I blocked it out. I taught myself how to unsee. When did and, you
1: start? I'm so curious.
0: Uh, when I was probably five or six. Yeah. And so, um, and, but then I shut it down at like 10, had a really scary experience where someone came to me and pulled covers over my head and did the whole thing. Um, and so it's been really interesting because, um, you speak on one of your podcasts about the grays yeah. and we're just going to hop right in here guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had had, and what, the reason why I bring this up is because since I was really small, I've been terrified of those, that particular race of aliens or whatever the way that they look. Something about it is very familiar to me. And my dad was always super interested in them. So he was always watching documentaries about them and always like, ooh, you look, look up at the sky or whatever. And I'm like, stop it, dad, this is not funny. <laughs> um, to one point where when I was um, maybe eight, my grandmother was watching some special on aliens or whatever. And it was it, like, I was having these flashes. Of what felt like memories or nightmares of some sort, of having some type of interaction with this particular group of people, and remember being just significantly terrified. And similar to what I heard in your podcast, which we can talk about a little bit. Um, so I walked out to find my uncle, who was living with my grandma at the time. We're staying the night at her house, and when I came back, she stood in the hallway, and like just silhouette, couldn't like it was it was completely black. And she said, "I am not your grandmother." And I'm like, either she's fucking with me or I'm having another one of these out of, you know, dimension experiences or whatever. So I went back to the bed and she comes back in there and I was like, Grandma, why did you say that? Why did you say that? She said, like, I didn't say anything. I was looking for you. And it was this whole weird thing. Never got clarified. Right. right. Um, later, Years later, I'm still having these kind of experiences or whatever where I'm super terrified. It wasn't until I started to have a really close relationship with ghosts mm-hmm. that I started to stop freaking out about aliens because I was like, they're almost one in the same as, far as like different consciousness, different frequencies. I can't like not be scared of ghosts and be terrified of aliens. So anyway, diving in, um, before we get into the Egypt, like kind of give us a brief of uh, your connection to these other frequencies or these other consciousnesses that you've been talking about as far as aliens go.
1: Yeah. Well, on my podcast, I talked about the experience I had. And I, again, I didn't even actually remember the age. I don't know. Maybe I was seven, eight. It was so suppressed. So I had an experience that was beyond a dream. And I feel like I was um, taken somewhere. And again, there is nothing in me that needs to say this. If anything, mm-hmm. this probably people are like, oh my God, she's crazy. So I'm just sharing my truth. It doesn't need to be anyone else's truth. I'm not getting paid to say this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no disclaimers here. Losing, People are ready
0: for it here. <laughs> right.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm probably losing followers for saying this, but that doesn't matter because it's my truth and my experience. Right. So I actually didn't, besides that, that was suppressed for so many years, I didn't really know of anything else. I really didn't have experiences. And then it was Egypt that really brought them out. And now it's a different level. Um, but I went to Egypt in 2016. And do you mind if I jump into that? Yes, please. Yeah. So. Um, what's really beautiful about my experience to Egypt. And I've thought about this many times is that I, I want to go back to Egypt and I will go back again, but going back now is different because I have more awareness of what I'm, I don't want to say looking for, but what happened and, and what I believe to be true. So when in 2016, you know, obviously I was on the spiritual path. I was going through my own and there's layers and levels to awakening, right? Mm-hmm. We don't just awaken and we see everything and we understand the universe, right? We, We understand certain things. And then when we're ready, we understand the next. So I was still awake to a degree Mm -hmm. because I was talking about spirituality, because I was talking about astrology, but not at all at the level that I realized afterwards. So I didn't really go there looking for anything. That's Mm -hmm. the magic of this. I went to Egypt. Oh my gosh, I have a soul residence to Egypt. And actually I did the DNA, um, DNA thing a long time ago. And at first, it came back a little bit North Africa, which we knew that um, from my mom's side, but we didn't really know where. Um, and then they said Middle Eastern, but they didn't say where. And then they updated their stuff and I got it back and I look and it says Iranian and everyone in Los Angeles asked me if I'm Persian all day long. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Man, Farsi, which means like I don't speak Farsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I didn't know. Um, and then it said Egyptian. Mm. which I think is funny because it's also on a DNA level and a soul level as well. So that was very interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But when I went there, I didn't know anything really about aliens. I wasn't looking for aliens. And when I went there and, you know, there's so many stories I can share, but one of them was we were in the great pyramid. I went with a spiritual teacher. So we were doing a lot of chanting and sound healing and vibration and it was beautiful he actually rented out the pyramid for just our group. So we had it. I mean, in, in, in Egypt, the reality is you can pay anyone to do anything, right? So mm-hmm. it's just like, it was it's getting towards sunset. It was closing. So he paid them. And that's just what happens. He's been going there for 20 years. You mm-hmm. pay everyone in Egypt. and and But it's honestly probably not even a lot of money because, you know, the, the dollar. Anyways, so he pay them um, and they allowed us to be in there. So when we're in there, just our group, we're chanting, we're healing, we're actually dying to our old self and we're allowing the new self to rise. As I'm sitting there and we're, you know, in a circle and one person goes in the middle and just like sheds and cries. I mean, I cried for like over an hour straight. It was so beautiful. Um, I all of a sudden then see in a circle around us, all these grays, but I didn't know the name at the time. And I actually asked someone afterwards or asked a couple of people and I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm making this up because this is what you see in the movies of what aliens would look like. And someone's like, oh no, those are the greys. I saw them too. They were here. And that's what started a, Oh, what's, what does this mean? What is this? So that was my first experience with greys. And also when you're in Egypt, you can feel the different vibration in the temples. Again, I had no idea. I wasn't going in looking for this. But in some temples you went and they felt very masculine, what what we perceive as masculine, right? There's no masculine or feminine spirit, but from what we perceive as that. And then some felt very feminine. and then some felt um, sometimes we would leave the temples and I would pass out for about an hour, mm. um, and I would just be exhausted and I feel like I took a sleeping pill. And then some had a different um, you know high vibe energy. So that's your first clue into tapping in. And then I also saw, connection between the other realms you see the energy moving through in different dimensions and at the time again i wasn't aware of really other dimensions i was doing um base level astrology right and Mm -hmm. unaware of the multi-dimensional aspect kind of behind that right Mm -hmm. so it's so beautiful to be really naive and to have these experiences so that's really um one of my favorite things about egypt and then it was the remembrance you know when i was in the first meditations we did in a temple, um, he led us. Um, the guide he led us in a meditation, and all of a sudden I heard spirit say, "Welcome back. We've been waiting for you." And I just cried and I cried and I cried and I cried, and it was so beautiful. And then when I was in front of the Sphinx and um, you know the Great Pyramid, it felt like a homecoming to me. I couldn't mm-hmm. explain it. I was. It was one of the best days of my life. You know, I'm not married yet, but I felt like it was like my wedding day of what you would expect it because I was in pure love, pure joy, pure bliss. And it was actually me. My friend took all these pictures of me in all white, just standing in front of the Sphinx. And I was just crying and dancing. And it was just unbelievable experience. That I. This sounds amazing because I wanted to go... To Egypt
0: for for so many years and there's always when we have enough money or when we're like okay we're gonna go then there's like a war or something like where it's not it's not as safe to go um and I've always been super drawn there um, like when I was a kid we go to the museum and I remember I remember the first time we went to the museum we went to the Nelson Atkins here in Kansas City and I was maybe five or six and we, when we walked into the Egyptian part I was like oh Oh, you know, like I, you couldn't peel me away. They wanted us to, they wanted us to take us to the ancient Chinese. And I was like, I don't want to go over there. I want to stay right here. I was so drawn to it. And so every time we would go to the museum, I would just spend all my time there. Like my my mom would take us to the museum. I'm like, I just want to be here. Um, And always having that kind of affinity for that particular area. For you, before you had, you know, kind of your awakening, did you already have some inclinations towards Egypt? Did you have some, like, what was the reason you went to Cairo in the first place?
1: Yeah, you know, I definitely felt it. I think we all do. One, it's just, um, you know, it looks very exotic to us, right? It's a very different, um, I don't even know what the right word is. It's it's a very different experience that we have in the Western world right now. So it feels very exotic to all of us. So we have that. And then on top of it, we have a soul remembrance. You know, you're probably Syrian as well, or or there's a part of your soul is from there because Syrian... Syrians are very connected to Egypt. I believe that they blended um, and they were created. That's why, I mean, there's a lot of things about, you know, skulls being different. Um, uh, You know, we call things junk DNA right now, but we're learning it's not junk DNA. It's just DNA that's not turned online. So there's a connection. So I always felt something, but it's um, funny. I actually had a deep, deep affinity to India when I was growing up. um, And I've come to see one of my guides. um, My first guy that came to me was Indian. Uh, one of my first boyfriends um, was Indian. And when I went to India, it was just like um, that I was home. And then I sort of feel like I moved through that experience. I studied Hinduism. Um, you know, I, I don't have any tattoos. I almost got a tattoo on me that represented that because it felt so familiar to me. And um, I feel like I moved through that and sort of balanced the karma. And that doesn't mean it's not special to me. And right. the next step was Egypt. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, the reason why I went is because one, who doesn't want to go to Egypt, right? Um, and I was in a place in my life where um, it was just me, right? I didn't have to worry about kids. I didn't have to worry about a partner. And this experience came up and I've known I wanted to go and I saved up for it. And I said, you know, come hell or high water, I'm going to save. I'm going to save everything I need to save to go because that was more important to me than going shopping than going out to restaurants with friends like that. None of that stuff means anything to me. So I saved and I saved and I saved and I went because I knew that I had to be there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So while you were there, um, because what I hear from a lot of people when they do go there and people who have this uh, extra awareness or starting to dig more into their deeper consciousness, they talk about the vortex Mm -hmm. and this vortex of energy. Um, I experienced that when I went to Bali and a lot of people talk about it in Sedona. A lot of people talk about it in Egypt. What was your experience when you were there? Um, with any opening up any further consciousness that you've had, or did you have further awakening while you were there?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it blasted me open again. I came in being like, oh my God, Danielle is really excited to go to Egypt. Right. You know, it was really naive and it was really cute. When I look back at it, it was sweet. It was endearing. Um, And then I was blasted open to, I think that's what happens. It's like layers and layers and layers. And it's almost like We get pinned in and pinned in and pinned in it's almost like i see acupuncture points and it's like another meridian is pinned another meridian is pinned and then we wake up we wake up we wake up so yes i came to a deeper realization of wow there's more beyond astrology in a way that i can see it and i remember even a woman there her name was pippa she was on her trip and i remember her saying to me she's like yeah she's like you're not supposed to just do astrology you know, obviously everyone on our trip was in tune and psychic, right? We, it was just like so yeah. family. Yeah. And um, she was like, no, you're, you're more galactic. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And it was that moment. That's the turn of like, okay, let me investigate this and let me look. So what it did, it was an opening. I think sometimes when we think that of consciousness, sometimes we can get drops in of downloads and we just know things and that's fine. But sometimes it's an opening and then our human self has to catch up. But then we explore, but then we're led down different ways. So I think my work, I mean, even people that have followed me from then have said, since you came back from Egypt, your work is totally different. Mm -hmm. And it is. And there's just going to be more. And um, again, when I go back, it'll be even more. And you don't have to go to Egypt to have that experience. Right. Really. But I do believe you got to get out of your house and whether that's take a walk, <laughs> go to the beach, go because I, you know, the too many electromagnetic um, waves, the 5G, the frequency, the sitting in a box, we have our old stagnant energy. Just get out of your house. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't care if you have no money. When I had zero money starting my job, I used to go to the beach because I live in California and it was free. So I would go out of it. I would go on the swings. I had mm-hmm. no money for so many years. And what did I do? Walk on the beach and go on the swings. Do you know how much joy the swings bring mm-hmm. to people? I mean, we all need to go on swings right now. Pure bliss. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's not even about money. You don't need to go great if you go to Egypt or Sedona or Bali, but get out of your house and go in nature. Mm -hmm. Because it's free to everyone.
0: So back up a little bit for people who maybe this is their first time they listen to the show. What did you mean by your galactic?
1: Oh. So when I say galactic, I really mean, and I'm, I'm thinking into this, how I can see this, because I see it always, but like, we have to put it into words. Mm-hmm. When I see galactic, right? So we know the moon rolls our emotions, right? We're in Mercury retrograde right now, messes with our speech and our communication. And also it gives us another perspective. So that's all beautiful. And it's, that's true. And then if we go beyond that, to the reason why I call my co- my podcast Cosmic Body, because we are quantum beings, we are cosmic bodies, we are multidimensional beings. So to me, I see us as antennas. That once you're aware, your antenna goes up. We plug into the matrix of the universe, and we're amplified, and we amplify each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I think galactic, I think we're. I see it as we are so much more than this just human who is stuck in the house and who has to do this and who's told to do this. I see it so much bigger than that. And what I try to do in my work right now is give people not, I should let me take that back, show people that they have the power. I don't give people anything, Mm -hmm. show people that you are so much more powerful than what the media and what society is telling you. You've just been programmed and dumbed down. So I'm saying, open up your mind's eye, open up your heart, look into how we are multidimensional galactic beings you are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for and what we even are aware of. And most people don't know we truly are. And you know, this too, we are yeah. so powerful. We just don't really know how to work our technology. Mm. So here's the thing I'm learning because I'm Danielle on this journey. You know, I always say Danielle, is a little bit clueless. My soul has wisdom. My soul speaks through Danielle. Danielle is like, what the fuck is going on here, (laughs) right? How do I be human? This is tricky. This is hard, right? Danielle is confused. My soul has lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes of wisdom that we need to tap into and that we don't have. And then once we move through this, everything that's happening now is happening because we, accept it. And we believe it to be true because we are stuck in a lower state of consciousness. I am saying you are powerful, open up, you know, don't accept this as your baseline, accept this, go higher. And you can do so much, right? We, we fall victim all the time. And I know that because I spent my whole life being a victim without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. And I feel for people that are like that, but we don't have to be like that. That's what yeah. I'm trying to show people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, because like a lot of what we, we get into here is especially is that exploration of self and giving people the opportunity to say, Hey, there's kind of this door here. And if you're, if you're ready and willing, you can go and walk through that door and see that there's something, there's something else out here. This is not it. This is not the whole kit and caboodle. Um, for you and your experiences, because I love that you, you reiterate quite a bit on your podcast. Like, I'm not giving you any information. I'm not giving you anything from books that I've read or anything like that. I'm just giving you from my experience. Um, and these dealings that you've had with other consciousnesses, uh, vortices that you've been through or whatever, in the way in which you're expanding. With your clientele and other people that you've been around, is there something particularly happening right now? that's causing people to wake up at a faster rate? Because I know within my clientele, the, the progress of the show, your progress of your business, you know things like that, people are starting to become more, what I would say, turned on. Yes. Um, what, in your opinion, especially when you've got this, this astrology background, what's happening right now that, that's making that really kick off?
1: Wow, yeah, so beautiful question, um, very layered. We're going through so many different frequencies Um, We're also moving through a photon belt that we haven't moved through in about 12,000 years. Okay, So that in itself, when you look at how we are part of this fabric of the universe, we're part of the cosmos, we're moving to a higher frequency of energy that we have not had access to in many, 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 many years. So that alone is one thing. We're also, you know, this started, I would say, 2018, end of 18, 2019, of what led to 2020. Mm-hmm. right so it was really um, planets coming together that haven't been together in many years and when when outer planets come together they are a shift in consciousness so it's there's something called mundane astrology and what that is is they astrologers who study the history of the world and they see the patterns and you can see the patterns coming in again so i actually that wasn't my specialty but at the end of 2019 I was like, I'm gonna look into what's coming in 2020 because everyone was like 2020 vision, let's do this. And then once I saw that certain planets were coming together that were together during World, world War One, World War II, um, in, in opposition during um, um, 9-11, I was like, oh, we, 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 there's gonna be some stuff going on, right? And that was our indication. So it's really the outer planets are dancing together. And again, outer planets move very slowly. So they shift over time, the consciousness of our psyche. And that's what astrology is, is it's our consciousness level. Now, it doesn't mean we are a prisoner to them. It depends on our free will as um, humans, right? What we do with it. And that's why you see a lot of people saying, wake up, wake up, wake up, right? Because there are different roads that we can go down. Not everyone needs to agree and not everyone needs to see the world through the same lens. To me, that's not wake up. Wake up is saying, understand from a higher perspective, see what's going on because usually, and this is with anything, usually a narrative in front of us when we get so attached to it, we're not seeing the bigger picture. We're not seeing the Mm -hmm. bird's eye view. So wake up to me is saying, wake up, see the bird's eye view and then make your decision from there. So yes, we are moving through different um, astrological energy that hasn't in a long time. The energy that's going on right now is very similar to World War II. And I've said many times and many other people have said, I believe this is World War Three, but this is a uh, war on consciousness mm-hmm. because it's so subtle that a lot of people don't know what's going on. It's manipulation and it has a lot to do with AI as well. Right. You know, when everyone's bitching and moaning that we're in lockdown, what I'm saying is look around. Do you know that all the 5G towers went up in the beginning of quarantine? You know, pandemic, not pandemic, virus, not virus, whatever you want to say, I'm saying look around why is that okay? When other people had to shut their businesses down, how are people going to survive, right? It's 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 horrible that we have to shut everything down, but yet they're busy at work with 5G towers. Why is that necessary, right? So what I'm saying is zoom out. People get so attached to one thing and scream and, sc- scream and yell. I'm saying zoom out because the macro and the micro obviously are connected and, and we're seeing that here. We're moving through higher frequency energy. We're moving through Planets coming together that hasn't been in um, years, Mm -hmm. World War I, World War II. And then we're seeing it on a macro level as well as the narratives that are in front of us are not always the narratives that we see, right? I'm not saying that everything is wrong. I'm saying open up your eyes because there's you're seeing it from this perspective, but there's this perspective and there's that perspective and there's that perspective, right? And as we know, the media is not our friend. It's a control effort. It's mm. right now they're doing the same things with the propaganda that was happening in World War II.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's an, it's an interesting concept and concept, but like the idea this year, 2020, um, I remember I did a podcast and I went back and listened to it. Someone actually reposted it and I saw it and I was like, shit, even then I was saying in 2019, I was like, 2020 shit is going down. Like something that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it won't be what we think it will be. Yeah. Um, and I love that you said earlier, it's not about like, you, you know, finding one narrative or finding like what, because there, especially in the spiritual community, there's a lot of <laughs> about what people think is happening versus what's not happening or whatever, which we won't get into that. But like, there, it's beautiful though that like, it's like, hey, come from the bird's eye view, step out of like that, I, I know 100% this is what this is, and let yourself be above and and look down and see all the different perspectives in that, that play. What's interesting about it, and what's been interesting for me this year too, is the the level of introspection that's had to happen and the level of, you know, aloneness, not, you know, like being able to be, be alone with yourself, um, which for, like you said, everybody's <laughs> bitching and moaning about, but it has caused us to really ask some really deep questions. It's caused us to be able to, for at least for me, I can only speak for myself, but like in that sense of like really change the narrative, really step back and go, wait a minute. Like, no, I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm not like, I can't be in my routine anymore. I can't just be on my bullshit about like what I was used to anymore. And I started doing that kind of, like you said, 2018, 2019, that was already bubbling up for me. And I've seen for a lot of my clients this year in particular, just smack them awake and them being like, wait a minute, you know, like it's slowing them down. Um, So as far as a frequency go, like you said, like we were talking about the different frequencies that are coming in, Um, you know, what is, in your opinion, what is the purpose of these frequencies? Because while we have these cycles that happen in our world and we come here as humanity um, to evolve in some kind of facet, I don't know if that's what you believe or not, but like, if that's the case, then what's happening right now? What are the benefits? What should people be doing to make the most of this, this frequency that's coming
1: in? Yeah. And beautiful question about what is the purpose? Well, then that brings you back to what is the purpose of life? Is the purpose of life to, you know, get married, have the kids, be unconscious, go to the football games. And none of that's wrong. What I'm saying is, is the purpose to do that in an unconscious state? No, that is, these are celebrations that we have. These are gifts that we have here on earth that we get to play with. But to me, That's not the purpose of life. The purpose Mm -hmm. of life, we're all spiritual. So even if people don't know they're spiritual, they're spiritual. Yeah. Because we're here to evolve our spirituality. Earth is a dense place. We come here to get certain lessons that you don't get in other frequencies, other dimensions, other realities, right? So we come here. So to me, this is the main purpose. We are here in such a distinct time on earth, and this is not an easy time. right Right? this is not an easy time and what's happening is going back to what we were saying before is that people are going through their awakening right now that they didn't even know they were going through their awakening but i can see that because i went through this at 30 31 32 33 34 you know like all Mm -hmm. through my 30s and the old um, belief patterns are shedding we even see it in astrology the south node is in Sagittarius, and that's letting go of old belief systems. Mm-hmm. North node in Gemini asking questions. Why is this like that? You know, North node in Gemini asking questions doesn't mean canceling people out. That means, hey, why do you see the sky is blue? I think it's pink. Oh, well, why do you think it's pink? That's weird. I didn't see that, but tell me why you think it's pink. Oh, I can see from your perspective why you think that. That's interesting to me, mm-hmm. right? That's how we evolve. So to me, What's going on is that we are being called um, for a deeper spiritual awakening. Whether you consider yourself spiritual or not, we're all in it. And that's what's happening. And I find the people that are struggling the most are the ones that are resisting it and do not see the bigger picture. That's why I keep telling people, zoom out and understand, right? When this happened, you know, listen, I'm very fortunate um, that I was okay when all this happened. But I also worked really hard to get here in life. So when this all went down, I said, you know what? I understand what 13 years ago about what I went through to bring me to this place to help guide people. Like I get it. I went through that to be here right now because people are crumbling. So let me help lead people, right? So it doesn't mean I have every answer, but there are people that can step up through the fire and then some are melting. And so let's say, let's help the people that are melting, right? Look over here, try this, right? Do this. But overall, to me, to answer your question, it's an awakening because we're moving you whether you call it 3D to 5D, you know, moving through 4D, moving through, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all in different dimensions, right? Mm. Some are in 7D, some are in 60, some are in 3D, some are in 5D. But there is a shift because it's an opening up of our consciousness. And it is so clear right now that we see that. Polarity is very clear. We can see some people living in fear and that's fine. If they want to choose it, you do you. But then there's people that are choosing to not live in fear. And to me, that is the most obvious um, diagram of what's happening in the cosmos of how it's um, playing out in the physical realm.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, what do you mean for people who might not know? What what do you mean by all the D's? 7D, 5D, 6D?
1: Um, you know, third dimensionality, fourth dimensionality, five dimensionality, we have different dimensions. And really that is a higher consciousness. You know, 3D is polarity. 3D is density. It's the physical realm. Um, it's black and white. It's linear. It's um, fear. It's anger. It's love. It's all these emotions. And we're not bypassing it because I believe we have to be here. Right. And it's part of our experience. We're integrating And moving through the shadow density of it and then moving into a higher consciousness, which again is more love. That doesn't mean only love and light and we don't see shadows. That means seeing from a higher perspective, understanding that we're multidimensional beings, understanding that we didn't just get born here and we're here, we die, and then there's nothing else, right? And it's just blackness, right? Our souls live on. How do we do do mediumship? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) So. When we talk to souls that have passed over, right? How do we talk to souls that have passed over? Because the soul lives on. This is a physical thing we're renting, right? Mm -hmm. We are renting this. This is, you know, like my soul chose this for a reason, right? There are lessons with this, but this is not who I am. You know, this nose, these eyes is, you know, everyone, and I'm so grateful. Everyone compliments my eyes all the time. They're so beautiful. Well, thank you. But it's like, what am I? It's not really mine. Like, I appreciate it. I do. They are pretty great eyes, yeah. (laughs) But they're not mine. Like, what I would like someone to do is be like, your soul is powerful. Your soul is magical. You're a sorceress. You can see this shit. Like that to me, that's a turn on. You Mm -hmm.
0: know? (laughs) Let's put that on your dating profile.
1: (laughs) I told you all my anyway.
0: So, like, I I think that I think it's really neat. First of all, you call that the mediumship thing, Um, but. that from you like, <laughs> it deep, one no one. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true um the deep connections that we have to these other consciousnesses and people trying to understand that we are not one-dimensional beings and the way in which we're able to connect to the universe and how that works um what's the most interesting part is when or what's the most fun part for me um you said like we started this work like before and it's something that i i, th- I think about a lot because I when I first started having my different layers being peeled off. It started really early when I grew up in my, my religious background or whatever. And I was asking questions and I was getting a lot of guff because it was like, you're not being faithful and you're asking too wrong questions. And I was like, well, it doesn't make sense. The the dinosaurs would be, you know, like I was having all this, you know, um, five and six, you know, trying to ask these questions. Um, And then seeing, you know, at some point in my twenties, where that all got completely dismantled. I had a really terrible uh, narcissistic relationship that completely knocked me out, pulled me out of my environment. I ended up moving to London um, with this person and then all of my beliefs and everything got challenged. The bubble just boom, completely open. So I went flop, like, like 180 on my religion, went completely atheist, no spirituality whatsoever, and then started to kind of come back and, and rediscover what that looked like. Um, I started to have then have these experiences with these beings, that would come to me in my sleep in my dreams when i would wake up standing in front of my bed um one in particular i remember um where two grays very short they were Grace standing in front of my bed and i was in that sleep paralysis state yeah um where i'm like trying to scream and it can't so one of my thank goodness one of my girlfriends was standing the night over and i was like oh! You know, just trying to, like get myself to scream, shot out of bed, turned the lights on, and they were gone. And I was like, this was no night terror. this was no dream. Right. Like I, they, I, I saw their like their eyes.
1: You, you know what you saw. I
0: know what I saw. And um, and since then, having kind of like interactions with then different beings, There's, they always come in two. Like they always come in two to me. Um, they look different. I've had some interactions with blue avians. With oh, yeah. um, okay. another race I'm not sure of that kind of, they look blue, but they're translucent. Um, they're very clear looking. Anyway, they speak this really There's ancient so language. Many different, There's right? so many. So many. And so, and I've talked about it on the show a little bit, but like, it's, it's some of those things that you're just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, what the hell is this, this connection that we're having? And then to be, even this year, I feel like I've shut down some of that because it's like, it's too much. You know, like to be able to entertain all the rest of them while I'm trying to do this type of work. Yes, it's a lot. It's it's just it's a lot. And so for a lot of people who are who are just starting this journey, um, I know that there are, there are a lot of messages about people wake up, wake up, wake up. And I mean, that's the obvious thing to say, but like on a deeper level for people who are struggling and having a really hard time grappling with, OK, I know that this is what my world has looked like for a long time. And I'm hearing these things, and it's, this is the first fourth time I've heard this, and I'm interested in this, and I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm scared. Like, what advice do you have for people who are in that beginning stage where they're like, because we know what it felt like to be in that beginning stage and be like, fuck no, I don't want to do this, and then have it keep calling us. But for people who need to wake up faster, uh, what advice do you have for them?
1: One, I think they should listen to episode one and two of my podcast because I talk about my whole entire awakening in a way that I believe people can relate to. So I mm. think that's going to help. Um, I first want to say that, yes, it's scary. That Can we acknowledge that? It's scary because everything that you thought was real, mm. going to find out it's not actually the way. And that's a tough pill to swallow. I get that. So one, we have to have compassion, one for yourself, have compassion for you. And it's okay to be scared, right? It's, it's okay to be confused and scared. Um, You know, I I keep having, so it's so funny because I've actually never done psychedelics because I see things and I'm just way too sensitive and I'd be way too overwhelmed. So just even uh, this happened like a month ago, I was in Florida, maybe two months ago, I was in Florida and I'm driving and it was almost like I did mushrooms. I've never done mushrooms, but all of a sudden I started seeing through the veil as I'm driving and I'm like, oh my God. And I started being like, this is a Truman show. This is a Truman show. Oh my God. And I'm like, what just started this? And I'm like, I didn't even do anything. I don't even drink caffeine. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, that was scary. So what I'm trying to say with that is that it's an understanding of be okay with letting go of some of your old belief systems. Because when you go down the rabbit hole, you're going to see that everything that we've been told is not. And I know at this point, say whatever the government and media tells you to do, do opposite. And you're going to be great. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, if you want to live a good, healthy life, you do opposite.
0: <laughs> uh, I was laughing at a meme I saw the other day where there was a guy who was like, when the government finally reveals all your conspiracy theories were true. <laughs> and they're talking about the UFOs and they were talking about law of attraction and manifestation and how these were all things that they had had classified. I mean, now they're unclassified, but they had written up in the sixties, seventies or whatever. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of neat. Um, just, just to see.
1: It's all coming out. And that's the thing, you know, the term conspiracy theorist, it's really just sad and also funny to me. And sure, there's people on all levels of the spectrum. And yes. sure, there's people that, you know, are going extreme and, you know, with anything in life, we can't control everything, right? But I'm at the point where, to me, this is the healthiest thing I can do. If someone says something to me, I say, huh, that feels weird to me. I'm not really sure that I believe that. But you know what? I'm going to look into it because perhaps that could be the case. Mm-hmm. Because we know nothing. That's what I'm trying to explain. Even people saying the world is round, the world is flat. Listen, right now I have zero opinion on it either way. Okay. But, but why can't someone say, Hey, why do you think it's flat? Actually, I would love to learn why you think it's flat. You know what? Who knows? Maybe because the point is, and then there's gonna be people being like, oh my God, she's a flat earther. Hang up right now. (laughs) And I'm not saying I believe the earth is flat. I'm saying I'm open to any possibilities because I understand that everything that we've been told and sold and made to believe is a program. Mm -hmm. So once you have the consciousness above that, you say, hey, Didn't really see that actually. I'm just going going, working with a new doctor who's like the Dr. Joe Dispenza of um, health. And so she said things to me that I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this based on everything that I've experienced. And she said, That's okay. It's cognitive dissonance. You're going to have to unlearn a lot. And I said, Okay. And I'm going to go at my pace. And she said, That's fine. Right. And I'm like, Great. That to me is a healthy conversation. Mm hmm. And that's how we should be approaching everything. I don't know if I answered your question or went off topic, but. um... It doesn't matter.
0: (laughs) I think that that's, to me, that's the specialness of of this show. Because I have people on all the time that I don't necessarily believe what they're telling me. Um, But we entertain it because it's interesting. And it's like, why not? Like, this is a new belief I haven't entertained before. I don't have that experience. So I don't know that. Um, being a person of color makes that very easy for me because I often tell people about my experience and they're like, well, I don't experience that. And it's like, but it's very real on this. end." so I understand it from the opposite as well, where someone can be telling me something. And it's like, I have not experienced that. I don't know that to be true in my reality, but I can, I can listen to you and I can understand or try to understand empathize in some kind of way. Um, and
1: that is beautiful. And that's emotional maturity. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's Incredible. Thanks. And that's what we need to happen as a society.
0: Yeah. I think that right, right now, what's really interesting is to see, for instance, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in, in the news and stuff like that, which like, I haven't really watched the news that much, but the polarity that's happening, um, you know, politically or whatever, which we we won't get into too much. But the most importantly is that like, while all these people are having kind of this awakening, there's so much out there for them to look at and for them to digest and for them to decide, okay, this is the narrative I'm going to stick to, or this is the one. And then they start to get really attached because they need some footing or some foundation or some grounding to be able to stand on. And uh, I remember having a discussion with somebody on the show where we were talking about like, just loosen that the expectation of outcome for that attachment, because for a lot of people who are, who are waking up, who are feeling that, because they're scared, they want to, they latch on really hard to maybe the first thing that resonates. And then it's like, that's it. You know, like that don't, no, 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 don't come after me. I can't, I can't bear to change and have another shift happen before I'm ready, which is okay. If you know, you're not ready, but I'm always in that camp of like, stay open, stay open because the energies are moving so fast that your reality that you had at the beginning, I mean, I've experienced that like what, six months later, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. huh? that's it. Like, whole different (laughs) complete shift and change um i want to i want to highlight something that you said really stood out to me um because we're talking about the evolution of the of humanity right the changing and shifting of humanity we come on this earth uh, we have this experience we have these reincarnations we have all these different lives to to explore and express and change and move whatever for our soul's purpose the greys or aliens in general who have very different types of consciousness you told me uh, you had an experience where you were, you were on a ship that you surprised that you remembered later yes. and feel free to, to expo- ex, uh, express that if you'd like to on here. Um, but you, you said something that really stood out to me because you said that they weren't scary per se, but they were cold. Yes. And it's because they didn't have the same emotional body that we have. Yes. And I started thinking about, I was chewing on it for a while because I was like, hmm, I wonder, if, do, do grays reincarnate? And do they come to earth at some point, And do they receive a emotional body? I know I've seen myself on other planets and have been like, okay, I've had different experiences there. What is so special about the human experience that they're coming to study us or the, the, the way our bodies are, or however you perceive
1: that? Yeah, well, I think we're intriguing because we have so much free will, mm. first of all. And humans are, we're insane. If you really stand back and watch all of us, I mean, it's insane the choices we make, the things we do. Also brilliant at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we could say brilliant, but we're still far behind, you know, the consciousness of the Egyptians because they had a higher consciousness. Yeah. Right. Um, than we have right now. But I believe we're moving towards that. So why is that? Why do the Egyptians have that? Why? Why is it that our consciousness is so far behind? I think we've been dumbed down over time, like what we put in foods over time. Mm -hmm. What we also—I mean—it's a consciousness level. We are born in soul groups and soul family, so we're born exactly when we need to. Right. Um, I always keep thinking that I was like, why wasn't I born um, younger? Because I kind of woke up before. Like, I get along with people younger than me now because Mm -hmm. we're kind of in the same wavelength. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, why was I born later than or earlier than them? Um, But we have certain lessons and experiences that we have to go through, right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, we're born in soul groups. Um, going back to your question of why they come here, um, we, oh, and the e- Egyptians, hold on, there's so many layers here. I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm trying to like, not miss anything. The Egyptians, so they, first of all, I don't believe their junk DNA was totally turned off like it is now. So I feel like everything ebbs and flows, right? So we came from a point of higher consciousness we dumbed it down. That's when religion gets in the way. You know, religion, I'm not saying is bad. What has happened over the years is religion is meant to control and suppress. And when you do this over and over and over again, you know, like the Mandela effect and everything just over and over and over, right? We repeat these patterns because we see it as true. And that's exactly what the media is doing now, right? That's why I'm saying you, we're, people are in the spell. You got to take a step back. So over time, we've suppressed our through, um, you know, whether it's some elites, whether there's certain people controlling the universe, whether it's propaganda, whether it's religion, or whatever it is, there's control. And we everything, we bounce back. It's like a rubber band. We ebb and we flow. So now I believe we're coming back to this consciousness because what's happening, we're moving into this new age. Mm -hmm. And this new age does have new technology. But at the same time, this new age is actually bringing the ancients um, what they did forward. So this new age is actually not... It's a new age in terms of technology, but (laughs) but at the same time, what it is, is bringing back the higher consciousness of them. So going back to the grays, why I think that we're so intriguing to them is because of look at everything that we've created, but we're also beautiful and destructive at the same time. So it's an experiment, right? You know, listen, do I have the answer? Perhaps this whole thing is an experiment and perhaps Mm -hmm. they're watching over us, perhaps They're, they're guiding us. um, So we don't really like implode, you know, how do we know? Yeah. I I can channel something and you can channel something totally different. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong and you're wrong. That means there's, this is what people need to understand is there's so many levels of consciousness that's beyond the human mind. For, For example, everyone, when I say, oh, I do some healing work, right? Everyone first assumes Reiki. Well, okay. First of all, I was trained in Reiki. I don't really practice it. Um, it doesn't really resonate with me, but I think it's beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's just my perspective. So th- why do they ask and they just assume Reiki? Well, Reiki was just basically from a concept put into a business plan and sold. So mm-hmm. we always assume that healing is that, but what people don't realize is there are 50 gazillion, billion, quadrillion words that I mm-hmm. don't even know, healing modalities that we just don't aren't haven't branded and put a name to. You can right. channel something right now and that's your healing modality. Right. And it doesn't mean it's any less important than Reiki, right? right. So yeah. the thing with this is there, it's that same concept with ideas of actually maybe all these are true. Maybe every um, truth is the reality you're creating and we're living in a simula- simulation that each of us is controlling, right? How do I fully know? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm going to channel stuff. And that's half the story, but because I'm alive and here and we're limited, we don't get the full scope. Maybe I'm not going to understand the full scope till I'm dead, right? Mm-hmm. So again, I go at it by saying, I don't have all the answers. What I'm saying is this is a possibility. This is the information that I've gotten, but then there's still so much that I do not understand because there's only so much that my human mind can grasp. Mm-hmm. And again, at this level of consciousness, in a year from now, I'm going to be at a different level of consciousness because I'm doing the work and that's right. my path, you know?
0: Was I was you are listening because she's <laughs> channeling over here and <laughs> what was that? spirit is coming through. <laughs> oh, talk, talk. <laughs> it's like, I told them that you were channeling. Like that's, I, I can tell when you shift and it's moving into the, the other frequency. That's yeah. Yeah,
1: because you just start, it's like, you just, you go fast and it's not even about you. <laughs> Which I, I, I like that you brought that
0: up though. The healing modality. There was one time um, at the very beginning of me starting to practice with clients uh, about four years ago. Well, I lived in New York and there's a one of my one of my friends who I was doing like practice sessions with. And we got into um, a session and I kind of channeled just like a meditation sometimes before a healing session something like that. And she told me afterwards she had no more issues with her self-image that I hypnotized her. And I was like, I don't have a hypnot, like I haven't done any training in hypnotism or anything like that. And she said that I completely ridded her of that. She hasn't thought about her looks since then, or haven't like, whatever. And that was the beginning of my journey with that kind of energy. And I was like, I don't even know what to call that, you know? And then I was having experience after experience after experience where people were like, I'm being healed. And they, then they all started to kind of point to my voice something in your voice, it's something in your voice, blah, blah, So then, um, some, excuse me, one of my friends brought me the book. Um, have you heard of the gene keys?
1: Oh, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. It is an absolute yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> amazing and really really
0: deep (laughs) really deep so someone brought me that book and i found my little chart or whatever i only read the first note because each note is like 10 20 pages or something i need need 10 years to get through this yes (laughs) it's really intense and that they it said in there that um my gift or the particular time that i came in or whatever um language of light like that there's something inside of my voice that activates things in other people or something like that. And I got so many chills when I heard that I was like, Oh, this resonates so much. Um, but it was interesting because like, there's no way to name it. Like there was, there's no, yeah. no it, there was no way in which it was boxed or sold to say, this is what your gift is. And I've been trying to tell that to a lot of my clients because they're like, well, I'm not psychic or I'm not a medium or I'm not that oh, and like, we all are. That doesn't matter. <laughs> we all are it's just energy. We're energetic. It's just energy. Exactly,
1: but like they want it to look a certain way, and yeah. I, just, I just did a podcast about it yesterday. And that's the belief systems that we need to move away from because it's not going to, if I'm channeling something or you're channeling something, doesn't mean everyone else is doing it that way. We might yeah. do something totally different and perhaps come to the same conclusion or perhaps not, but that's our own unique creativity,
0: mm-hmm. and yeah.
1: Expression. And I think that that's
0: that is the, the thing that's actually been on my heart, especially lately is getting people out of the box of what spirituality looks like because yeah. it, to be able to free them into their gifts in the way in which they're able to connect to spirit because the thing of thinking this is the way I have to do it is yeah. blocking them from actually accessing it. Yes, And in some way, that's how that suppression, oppression, oppressive energy has come in to try to keep people from really accessing those beautiful energies around them. I love that we just went on some other waves. I love well, this so much. <laughs> and I tell everybody on our podcast, like we just kind of like say, what does the collective need to hear? And that's kind of like what we get for the, the episode um, before we go and go, head over to Patreon. Um, what's a lasting thought you would like to leave for the audience about, um, you know, what does it mean to access that new frequency for themselves?
1: God, I have so many things to say. Um, say them all. reiterates what you just said is it's, probably not going to look like what you thought and to be okay with that right I also want to remind people that we are so much more powerful than we know and I you know I understand there's a lot of human issues going on in the world and we do that's how we make changes so that's great and there are people on the front lines of earth making those changes then there are people in the higher realms, you know, bringing new light codes in, right? And there are people that are bridges and there there are people that dip their toe there and people that go there. So I want to explain that you will find where it is, is your gift and your spark of light. But again, it doesn't need to look like someone else's and it doesn't need to look like whatever it is. It doesn't need to look like tearing someone down, um, for a belief, you know, all the time there's, I'm actually, my beliefs are very different than most of the world right now, Um, but their beliefs don't threaten me because I know who I am. When someone comes on and yells and screams, then they're threatened, right? So again, take a step back, find your light and move from that place, not being moved from the fear and the anger and the manipulation of the rest of the world.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Well, that concludes this episode of spiritual Share with Danielle page. Uh, can you please tell people where to find you?
1: Absolutely. So my website is daniellepage.com and that's P A I G E. And they can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle page. My co- my podcast, my podcast is cosmic body and I have all the links to everything you would ever want on my <laughs> Instagram, both profile and, um, takes you down a rabbit hole from there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, if you like this episode, please share it with someone you love. We're going to head over to Patreon and get a little deeper into this conversation. And hopefully we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.
1: Thank you.